We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown from Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. Derek, I don't know about you, but I met my step goal about 10 times over uh, with that parking situation. Man, let me tell you what. First of all, the gouging for freaking just because the 49ers in town and you're going to jack the rates up or whatever to park. Um, You know, home team doesn't want to do me any favors, and I'm trying to buy a parking pass. I don't want a discount. I don't want a hookup. I'm willing to pay full price. And they're apparently sold out. But every time I go down to visit one of my friend's favorite tailgate, there's like a hundred parking spots open, even up until kickoff. So you're lying. I think what they do is they hold it for club and suite, you know, ticket members. That's just me personally. I haven't heard that. I don't know that to be true. But that's the only thing I can come up with because they don't want to sell me a pass to a paying customer. So instead, I have to park, you know, all the way down Talleyrand, which is fine. I don't mind the walk. It's okay. <laughs> um, How far but, down? How far down Talleyrand? Like, give man, me some landmarks. How far down did you have to park last Sunday? I mean, let's see. I mean, I was down there by the Jaguar Food Mart, man. So you know, yeah, that's what I put into my maps app. <laughs> Get get there. You, you're about a mile and a half at least. Yeah, man. You know, down you got there, your you know, steps in for sure you know, on Sunday. Where the crosswalk is over Haines Street Expressway, the old public school back up in there. When you know, I used to ride my scooters all through there when I was a kid. Was, was anybody selling any barbecue plates back there? You know it, man. Dude, you was, get one? Kid, kid was selling cakes, pies. No, I ain't getting no barbecue plate. Oh, you after, so you don't like local that, businesses? You don't no, like support? I want to spend another dime down there if I known the 49ers were going to punk, you know, punk them. He's um, a bonos basically only guy. what happened. Uh, he is. He is. Support the local business, a.k.a. bonos. 
Heck no. Dick's wings. No, uh, <laughs> don't even play me like that. Don't even play Derek, uh, how deceptive was it? Uh, and I felt like I gave you really bad advice to park back there. Sorry, it's not usually like that. But how deceptive was it that they show, what was it, like 50 bucks or 40 bucks or something like that? And they're oh like, my God. Yeah, and they're standing with the sign. And you assume that you're just going to like pull off right there and park. And then you give them the money. And he's like, all right, follow that person way down there. And then you drive like four other blocks. Oh, blocks. my God. Oh, my God. Wait, so you're trying to tell me that you, you – so a person had the sign up to say $40 for parking. And you give them the – you give them – or you pull in and keep following down? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. you, you, but here's the thing. So, here's the funny part, right? Y'all got to So, you give, you, you give them the money and they're <laughs> like, hey, you know, go, go, go holler at Ray Ray down the block, right? Yeah. So, you go, so you go holler at Ray Ray. And, and, and when you holler at Ray Ray, you got to have the code, you know, the, the code in the no, street. No, for real. You know? They do that. Yeah. yeah the code. code. So, you, you get the code. Bro, it's not a speakeasy for parking. <laughs> And then oh Ray Ray gives God. you Ray Ray gives you three more codes for the six other people that you have to see. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. Then once the code, once you get, you know, then you get back there and you park or whatever, and then they have all the little golf cart guys uh, taking you all the way up to. Um, you're not even to the stadium. You're probably still another half mile away, but you know, it, you kind of expect that when you get a big opponent like the 49ers coming in town. Um, I expected some some increases, but not sixty dollars. Anybody that anybody that paid sixty bones, okay, we need to band together and do something about that. If you paid sixty dollars to park, sixty dollars to park. That's bro, yes. that's that's pay six on tally ran. Well, hold on, Derek, because you didn't even mention the fact that not only like <laughs> not only were we way back there, we were back on like some I don't even know what it was, like some former dock or something. It looked like well, the, y'all are the, too the, old to be paying. It looked you like the floor too old was to gonna, be going through this. It looked like honestly, I don't know if you looked, Eric, but there were like holes where you could see the river through the uh the the like floor from where we were parking at to the to the point where we I told Derek park on a barge? Uh, maybe it was a barge. Maybe it was. But I told him when we got in the game, our cars would be loaded up on a ship and taken across the sea Wait. to some other country or something. But that's um, insane. But, yeah, you know so, what that uh, was, right? Uh, uh-uh. probably the old Ford Motor Plant. <laughs> Ooh, okay. It looked pretty rough. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, I mean, um, now that I think about it, and I don't know, don't don't quote me. It's just been you know, it's been so long since I've actually, um been down there but um yeah no actually Corey, that's exactly what it was now I'm hey well they, of it. they just it broke down in the four seasons so you know we can <laughs> yeah. park there from uh, from now on no i think that was the original uh burger king uh the original burger king? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that joke's gonna get open uh, but yeah, um but, yeah but no it was way back there um Four seats. Wait, no, under you, under the Matthews Bridge, not uh, under directly, like just kind of adjacent, just to the right of it, like or if you're facing it, just to the left of it, um, and then you know you're you're out there, you're on the water. So that's I'm the most detailed sure. I've ever seen that bridge. So we were pretty close. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, y'all are yeah, y'all are in a flood zone. Yeah, but no, it was a. Um, that was basically the highlight of the day because we know that the, the stinking game wasn't 
the highlight of the day. Yeah, Yo, the yeah. highlight was the parking in the barbecue place that you got on the way there, man. I'm, I'm really quick, yeah. Derek. Another thing, because you know, as part of the walk from the parking to the stadium, I don't know if it's you. But that is the most counterfeit merchandise I've ever seen sold outside of the stadium ever. There were fake jerseys all over the place. Some like, you know, teenager looking kids who were like getting up real close to you being like Trevor Lawrence jersey, like real, real like, uh, like low under their uh, breath and stuff. And did you, um, get, did you get anybody that was like, hey, man, I got that gas, got that gas <laughs> for you. <laughs> No, I don't think I got quite that. But, oh, you didn't get but, the gas? No, uh, no. If you, but if there you was know like, about the gas, you know about the gas. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know what I'd say if they, they uh, approached <laughs> me about that. Like gas for my car or what? <laughs> no, um, no, no. Gas for your lungs. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, the only thing we saw were like uh, Jags hats where like the logo's crooked and it's like forest green instead of teal. I mean, it was pretty bad stuff, actually. But um, I've never seen so much fake stuff outside the stadium. It was actually kind Everybody of Everybody's trying to make a buck now, man. I mean, the Jags are, are – I mean, they're 6-3 and three right now. So, um, yeah, everybody's trying, trying, to, try, trying to make a baller. That, that's it. Like you said, Derek, everybody's trying to make a buck right now. Um, I think that's one of the cooler parts about, about Jacksonville, honestly, is that everybody's trying to hustle. Everybody's trying to capitalize. And again, this – like winning, winning cares all. We talked about this last week or last year, like how the economy and how, again, this is like macro or microeconomics or how it will boost everything around Jacksonville. Uh, it's just one of those things, man. Everybody's trying to benefit off of what it costs going to a Jaguar game. They know that the crowd's going to be there. They know that everyone is going to be uh, amped up and ready to come into the game. So, you know, why not try to, Try to make a buck while you can. Not knocking yeah. a hustle, but I'm knocking no. the hustle. No, I'm not going to knock any any hustle at all. Everybody comes out there to support the team or to make a few dollars, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, winning teams bring that type of atmosphere and culture. Mm-hmm. And personally, I, I love it. I I embrace it. It was. It's good to 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 go back, um, you know, not just for the the team and the, to being a fan and then seeing everyone. Um, it's kind of nostalgic for me, you know. I brought it up a thousand times on here. Uh, my my grandma lived off Jesse Street. I spent many years down there as a child, riding through there on scooters and stuff. So it's just when anytime I walk through there, I'm just looking like wow, like this <laughs> it looks familiar. Um, but the main thing is it is just it, it's so fun to be part of that cuz it's been dead for so long yeah and i think it shows the potential i think jk3 you were um you weren't able to be on last week Corey and i talked about a new generation of fan yeah that's getting rid of this old guard mm-hmm. that needs to go they need to go and get 100%. out of here so this new generation can take over to see the full potential and growth of this city. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, people get into the whole tax, tax dollar and the, the stadium and all that conversation. The bottom line is, if you really, if you look at, you know, cities that have NFL teams, they go in debt for a while and then they, they come out and they make profit by the time the new generation of fans is coming up and we're being replaced. Yeah. So um, I, I feel like you, you see more and more evidence of that every year and it's definitely showing its face this year. Well that's what it that's what it's about, man. 
like when when again we we've referenced it several times about going to away games and going to you know these historic and nostalgic stadiums and you see all these people that are fans of a certain team whether it be you know your chiefs your um your packers your uh cowboys you know all these different historical teams that we've we we've had to play the last couple of years and you see that no one's selling their tickets or there's not that many, you know, Jaguar fans. And even even looking at the 49ers fans, granted, if there's 49ers fans here that, you know, are 49ers fans for uh, a week when they play the Jaguars or they've been displaced or they moved here for the military or they moved around the country X amount, you know, times or anything else like that, but they continue to carry their fanhood. Um, I think Jacksonville is on the cusp of that. You know, we are on the cusp of, you know, think about it. The team has been around only since 1995. Yep. Like, literally, they've only been around since 1995. Us on the the podcast right now, we've all been alive to see the Jags from their inception and have been fans as them being, you know, from the inception. So our kids are now the next generations of Jags fans, and there are generations in between there. Um, that are Jags fans as well. So, you know, we are the pioneering group of the Jags fans that have seen that, you know, along with the, the older or maybe the, the, the baby boomers that have been relocated because of the Navy, whatever. Um, but so that's coming, right? So it's coming right now. You got 49ers fans that, you know, see Jacksonville as a destination. I've mentioned it as well that Jacksonville, as far as ticket sales, Easy to get to international airport, all those kind of things. You know, it's a destination game for people to get to. So to tie into seeing a lot of the, the red from the 49ers fans, they travel. Um, you know, I think when we have a rivalry game coming up this week to com- completely skip ahead of what we got going on, it's your time to show up. You you show up against rivalry game. You show up against, you know, uh, teams in your divisions and everything else like that. But point blank. Is that you know they 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 got they got fans out there and you know we're right now into the cusp of where discretionary income for us as Jaguars fans is starting to increase a little bit where we can actually go to the games and we're starting to try to bring more of our kids more of our families and those things like that into the into the stadium so we'll get there we'll we'll, we'll get there for sure. Well, I think if you just do a quick calculation, I mean, what is it, the 30th uh, anniversary next year? Take your ages right now, minus 30. You, we were very young when the Jags started, right? So yeah. it makes total sense. I mean, we're some just the, now. Some of the people who are Jags fans are negative. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> think about that. Isn't that weird? That's uh, crazy. But, uh, yeah. So, um, no, I, I think, um, yeah, there's a minus, lot to that. Minus, sure. minus Derek is probably plus 25 when the Jags started. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was talking about riding that scooter during the Great Depression uh, downtown. No, like, my boy was out here, chimney sweep. <laughs> Tiny Let's Tim. Let's hit you, man. Let's hit you, man. <laughs> he was like six years old working in the uh, Maxwell House factory um, in child labor. Boy making like, coffee. <laughs> Just kidding. But Derek, what about, um, thankfully, you know, while we were surrounded by 
49ers fans and you know they definitely were trolling us most of the time i mean anytime we'd say duval they would say debo over top of it which was super annoying but uh didn't see any fights in my section which was kind of disappointing i hate to say that it makes me sound like a terrible person but i think that you uh evidently saw some of that uh uh aggression coming out in in jags and 49ers fans yeah there was a, a an, an abrasive you know 49ers fan that was you know looking to pick a fight and uh, one of the uh, Jags fans in front of me told him to shut the hell up, and he got upset about it. And honestly, I had no problem with the guy telling him to shut the hell up because he was definitely looking for something, looking for a reason. But what the funny part was, the 49ers fan, his wife, had to like go talk to the Jags fan while he's up there yelling. And she was like, why are you even responding to him? It's like, why is he all up in everybody's face? Yeah. So as this is happening, wifey and I are trying to leave. And I told her, she's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to go down near them? No, no, no. Go up. And she's like, why are we going up? I said, we're going to go up and stay there till this dies down. Because if they fight, if they swing, they're going to go down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're either going to fall. He's going to swing, miss and fall. Yeah. Swing, connect. They're both going to fall. Or one's going to tackle the other and they're both going to fall. Point is, the only direction they're going is down. So we need to stay up <laughs> until that yeah. passes. Um, but you can get hurt and end up in the viral video too, which is I think the thing too is I think that really, you know, just, just speaking for Jags fans and, you know, not condoning violence or anything else like that, but I think. Average, I think the Jags fan is just tired of it, man. Yeah, we're tired. <laughs> like, of it. I, I, honestly, I dude, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not I'm not trying to condone violence bit. or anything else like that. But man, Jacksonville, like you said, we're one of those crowds now. We are one of the youngest teams in the NFL, and people are just getting tired of the uh, away team coming in here and this being a cakewalk. And, you know, we, we got some, some name to put on thing. You, you got, you still got to forget you. I mean, you still got to remember this is Duval County. Like, I, I, I don't mean I live in Clay. So I grew up in Clay County. Don't get me wrong, but this is still Duval County. And some people here in Duval County are really ready and they're really about that. You know what I mean? Especially about the Jaguars, especially about the Jaguars being six and three right now. You know, again, Ask Seahawks. I, again, this is not, I'm not, I'm literally not condoning violence. I think that everyone should have, uh, you know, a good time coming to the game. But if you bout that action, man, like there's some people here that love the Jaguars and are really about, you know, what, what, it, what it is with the Jags and that, that are, they're showing it. They don't, they're no, active, right? They're active, they don't yeah, care about active, what's going yeah. on on the field right now. But then again, man. Like, again, I'm not condoning violence, but Jacksonville is one of those places, man, where we're starting to get a bunch of fans that are really getting in the seats and they're not going to take any disrespect. And again, I'm 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 happy that Jacksonville is not being a destination, but it's one of those places where you need to come in like any other uh, opponent. You need to respect the opponent at home. And, you know, again, I was down. I, I was away for work at the time, but. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm here, and we got some fans that are some opposing fans that are coming, and they're in our seats, we make sure to let them know that hey, man, the bathrooms are on the other side of the stadium. I'm like, don't go down. <laughs> the, you, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And those kind of things like that. So, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, 
Let's just let's stop being bashful. We're condoning violence. And no, we're all not Jaguars condoning fans violence. Should fight. We are not the away condoning fans. violence. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we are not condoning any violence or anything else like that. But just make sure you you know you re- respect any any away fan that comes into Jacksonville. Respect it as you were going to another away fan. That's all I'm saying. If you're an away fan coming in. To Jacksonville, respect it as if you were coming to any of those popular places that you don't want to go to because we about it here. And that's it. <laughs> exactly. Couldn't say any better myself. I'm definitely well, about it. That's all I know. If anybody I talks know to you me. About it. No, not about not drop the ages. You bought it here. That like about that's it. the thing, man. They're they're about it here. And quite honestly, people find I'm about it. Out. it. People, th- thank you, Corey. People are finding out that Jacksonville well, is not a, you know, it, it's, they bought it here. Well, it stinks when the team doesn't give us any ammo. Yeah, I right. mean, the 34 to 3, bro, that was, that was Good terrible. Just, that was, uh, you're going to have those. You're, you're going yeah, to you you're gonna gonna have, have those. You are going to have those. You're going to have those. My thing is, and I know we wanted to move on from this and get to, to Tennessee, but what I saw a lot of were audibling, checks. San Francisco was doing a ton of motion on offense. You could tell the defense they were out of place. Uh, when the Jags had the ball, there was a lot of things Trevor was doing, trying to read and look at changing things up. You know, I know there's a snippet of Fred Warner saying they don't know what they're doing, and some dumb behind on the Jags was like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Even if he was joking or not, still, you don't say that. Oh, he said that you, for real? Yeah. If that's true, if someone didn't fake that, who knows? You know, the internet, people spend time on there just to get some internet clout, so who knows if it's real yeah. or fake or not. Um, point is, you... You can clearly see, not after the first quarter, not after the first drive, after the first play, San Francisco was ready, and we weren't. We weren't ready for that type of energy that they were bringing. We had no answer for it the whole game. Yeah. There were there were some guys out there that were scared, scared, <laughs> tank, um, oh my very God. scared. Um, oh, Trevor, my God. Yeah, and I don't know why. I sit back and I say to myself, as I'm sitting there looking at them, I'm, you know, I'm up in 200, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why do you look scared from way up here? I can imagine what it's like at the field level. Like, he, he, he just, go, you go out there and fight. Like, you call a timeout and get him like, what are we doing? Fight. Oh, they got Bosa and Chase Young. Who gives a crap? Fight. And they didn't do it. And I get it. Some games you're going to have good days and bad days. But that's two games now this season where they just had no fight. Well, I mean, Derek, to, 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 to piggyback off of that, I think like having no fight, I don't know if they were prepared for San Francisco to be as physical for them. Because the way that I look at it right now is that San Francisco was looking at, you know, uh, Jacksonville as a, a, a buck starts, stops here game, right? Like we're going to put a end of it right now, you know, to, and we're going to really stand up against a brick wall. And I felt like Jacksonville, um, came in 
as the darling or the, you know, the bell of the ball, like, you know, we're going to make it happen and it's going to just happen around us. And I think San Fran came in and really just took it from them. In my opinion, I think they were physical at the, at the start. I think they were physical at the snap. Um, I think they were more physical on defense, physical on offense, and really just had some plays where they were really just able to out, out gain Jacksonville. I mean, and looking at, you know, their last couple of games, I mean, you know, the Niners beat the Cowboys 42 to 10. They beat the Browns, you know, 19 uh, to seven. And then they went on their skid. It's a three game skid. The only three, the only, you know, the, the only games they really lost like crazy. You know, they lost to the Browns by two. They lost to the Niners by four. And then I mean, they the lost Niners, to, I mean, who, lost they, to the, who did they lose to by four? The, the Vikings. The Niners. Excuse me. The Vikings. The Vikings. Yeah. They lost to the Vikings by four. Uh, and, and then they lost to, you know, the Bengals and, and the Bengals are hitting their stride right now. So they, they only, in my opinion, they only drop like I know I know the record says it that they dropped, you know, those three games in a row, but you know, handedly, they really only got beat by the Bengals 31 to 17. Uh a couple of fluke plays between the Browns and the Vikings, you know, you can take it what it is. But I, I think this is uh for them, it was a get back game to get ready to go, um, to get ready to go into what they're gonna see as far as their um their NFC, their their NFC uh um you know, their NFC journey because they got after the Jacksonville, they've got the Bucks, they got the Seahawks, they got the Eagles, they got the Seahawks again, they got the Cardinals. That's five, you know, NFC games in a row. And again, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about seeding. They got five NFC games, and each one of those games have a little bit of weight heavy to them. And then they got the four, then they got the, the, the Ravens after. So they go through a gauntlet of NFC games, and then they got the Ravens after. That Ravens game is going to be a measuring stick game for them, along with the Eagles, uh, along with the Seahawks, who are doing pretty decent right now. Um, they play them twice, so yeah, they're getting ready. So basically, you say so they 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 came in ready, Tune geared up because because they, they know that they they're about to go through. Yeah, Tune yeah. Up, no, man. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. It's just it's just man. It just it stinks because you know five game winning streak momentum. You know, in the national media, some have called us pretenders. Um, which I think a lot of them can you know, kiss my butt, uh, especially Chris Broussard. You know, he's doing the NFL because they basically all but kicked him out of the NBA. Um, but no, it, it definitely is. Uh, it just was, it just was a bad day. It was a bad game and I'm just ready to move on from it. You know, it's, it's tough. Um, so it was just real tough. So, the, and whether, you know, everybody's got, oh, well, presses call plays. Doug might call plays. They had a meeting. Doug's gonna start calling plays again. Press was really calling plays second half of last season. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like all this back and forth. Look, I don't care about none of that. All right. Yeah. I don't care about none of that. What I care about is, hey, you know that they're gonna study Trevor. You know that they're gonna study your tendencies. Okay. The whole stadium knows that you can only throw in the ball five to ten yards right now. You gotta change that. I don't care if, oh, well, the O-line or Trevor or, the, or look at the scheme. No, you have to change. That is the only way that it's going to work is you have to change. Yeah. The great teams can adapt and change. But, I mean, if I you think. don't change, we won't win. I, I, I think, you know, with, with, the, with the Press Taylor stuff, 
you still got to execute, right? Whatever the play is called, and if the play is called, and then whatever we're we're relying on, you know, sixteen and team to be professionals and to really just be able to, um, you know, make adjustments, right? Make adjustments at the line, you know, not necessarily run the plays that are just being called, but just make adjustments based off of what you're seeing, right? And yeah. so for 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 this past week against the 49ers, we saw a really good advantage in the screen game, right? So the screen game was working really good. We were getting some chunk plays, and then we had a bunch of chunk plays, and then obviously, you know, Kirk fumbled. So we got to clean that up, right? So you can't just move forward and say, you got to clean those things up. And if you can't clean those things up, if a one-on-one tackle and you're not able to hold the ball, you know, on a one-on-one tackle, right? So those things got to be cleaned up. But then also, as far as being able to adjust and adapt against the defenses, you had Chase Young and you had um, Bosa, Bosa coming off the other side of the ball and everybody else just re- realistically, like, I mean, I'm not saying this figuratively, but they were just backing up. Fred Warner and team were just backing up. They had Armstead coming through. Everybody else was just backing up because they knew that Chase Young and uh, Bosa were going to get to home or create some disruption. And if it was a screen, we're going to run and we're going to corral to the ball and everybody's going to get there. Right. So that that worked all the way up until they got into the 20, 30 yard line. And then Jacksonville had to get creative and had to get settled for the field goal. So, I mean, they 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 have to get. The the one dimensional stuff, man, has just got to just got to get away. You got to get away from the one dimensional stuff. You got to get away from the first read. You got to get away from the second read. And I thought that, you know, I thought that it was going to be a. I think when Bosa said like a week ago that it was just one of the things where you take away the first read and um, make the Jags or make Trevor go through the progressions. Arden Key just said it today. I believe that, you know, again, the progressions was there. Um, Derek, what do you think about like what do you think about that? Do you think it's more of the first read, hot read, timing, those things like that? Or do you think we legitimately like have an issue where, you know, Trev can't uh, progress through the reads. I think he can progress through the reads. I think the problem is a few things. Um, you know, we've been, everybody's harped on the O-line all year that we know that's a problem. We're not going to, you don't need to dissect it and, oh, we're going to move Walker Little. We need to input Ezra. No, no. We know the line is a problem. Okay. That's one. Two. And here's my opinion, my personal opinion. On the biggest issue we have is we have Calvin Ridley, this so-called Ferrari, right? We have Evan Ingram. We have an ultimate slot receiver in Christian Kirk. But those aren't the guys he's most comfortable with, that Trevor's most comfortable with. He's most comfortable with Zay Jones, in my opinion. And Zay's been out. And now he's got some personal stuff, which whatever, whatever, you know, don't let, you know, we can, we'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, he's most comfortable with Zay and with Zay being out, that throws a monkey wrench into the entire thing. Now it's helped that ETN has picked up a lot of that slack in the passing and the running in running the ball. So that's why we haven't felt it as much, but there still has been some turnovers, um, that have been happening. 
because of that comfort level. So if you take the O-line, one of its the most comfortable receiver, in my opinion, that's been out, and then scheme with you know Lil Press or Doug or whatever. So you add all three of those things up, and the, the recipe's not working. It's, uh, the game plan's not working right now. So what do so, you think as far as like taking over the play calling, right? So everyone's saying that Doug needs to take over play calling. What does that entail? From your me, understanding, what does that what does that entail? So for me, what that means is Doug need, Doug needs to take over the play calling. He's probably inputting in the script. Okay. For those that don't know, first 20, 25, 30 plays are scripted. They're already predetermined before you get out there. They might deviate from it, they might not, but the first few plays, your know, first few series are scripted. Once the script ends, I feel like D coordinators and very good defensive teams pick up on what's being called. Now, whoever's calling it is whatever, but they're, they've picked up on it. So if we're calling, I don't know, if it's third and one, all right? They don't, we're they in don't, the run, the ball. They don't run the ball in third and one. Yeah, and we're in the shotgun. Like, look, man, Trev, you're in the NFL. You're six six, okay, six five. You might only be two fifteen or whatever. I don't care. Get under center. You have to, because you can't. You can't just sit there and this isn't college. It's not going to work. You can't just sit in a gun all day. Team, look, look at freaking Philly. When they want a yard, they line up in that BS formation and they go get the yard. They and they keep their drives. They yeah, three yards. <laughs> yeah, out of the uh, the brotherly, the brotherly. What do they call it? Brotherly, brotherly love formation. Yeah, brotherly I don't know. tush. Yeah, the brotherly brotherly yeah, push. push, or push, like push that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they get under center, and that's what we have to do. We have to kind of reinvent ourselves a little bit in a sense where do some things that aren't tendencies. Yeah, because they've been picked up. They've been picked up. They've been picked up for a while. It's just that nobody was good enough to beat us until last week. And now we're going to come across some tougher teams that are going to be good enough to beat us if you don't change our tendencies. Yeah. So third and one, third and two, get under center. You know, if you're not comfortable with them under center, if you're going to do a play action, roll them out. Get them out of there. Put two tight ends. Stem one. Put him off. Send him in motion. I don't care. Do something. Do something, anything else besides a bubble screen, a tunnel screen, or one of those little traps, you know, screens. Yeah. For no, the I, think they, I think they definitely got to get more creative uh, in the third and short situations. Um, I, I think the running game, I, I think we could swap out Tank. Um, you know, that would be great for us to continue because I believe uh, Dearness Johnson was able to – was it Dearness Johnson? Yeah, D- yeah. D- yeah. Dearness Johnson was able to 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 show his value there. So I think that Dearness Johnson needs to go ahead and take a leap over uh, Tank currently right now. And I think if we can run that one two, um, you know, thunder lightning kind of package right now with Dearness Johnson and Travis Etienne, I think that that's going to be the, the the key to getting the the running game going. But then again, though, dude, it's just just one of those things where like we have these fumbles. 
that are just back-breaking fumbles and drive-killing fumbles. I know that uh, Kirk had one last week. Um, Evan Ingram had one the uh, the week prior to. So just those back-breaking, those back-breaking fumbles, those drive killers. I mean, you you know, you can't put that on Doug. You can't put that on Press. You can't put that on Trevor or anything else like that. It's just one of those team mentalities. So as the the Jags go forward, you know, into the remainder of the season, you know, where do we see them as far as them being mentally stable and be- mentally being able to capitalize on, on some of these non-mistakes, like these drive killers? Like, if we can continue to keep going forward um, and continue to score, like, you know, w- what does the what does the change have to be there? You know, this is where Doug Peterson's kind of even keel personality comes in. Because he he's doesn't gotta change. say something, right? He's got yeah. he's got he's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta, gotta say elevate. something, but he's not going to put them down. He's still gonna stay the same. So I think this helps. Um it, 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 that type of personality helps in these situations. Now, I wish he was a little bit more fired up the week before to light a fire under them. Whatever. Uh point is I feel like we can we can easily bounce back. This isn't over. And here, here's why. Now everybody's doubting you. We're right back to it. Houston's on your tail. They got a kid down there that's way better than your, your guy in Jacks. That's just luck. You're a podunk town anyway. You shouldn't have a team. So let Houston's going to bump you and then da-da-da-da-da. All that other bull crap that the media, you know, likes, especially the national media, likes to talk about. Forget that. Okay, stay within the locker room, stay within your lane and get motivated to go play because now it's, you know, yeah, you're still a game up in your division, but you got a little bit of motivation now. Oh, he, you know, Trevor, you're only a one read pony. You're a one trick pony is what you are. It's all you are. Are you? We know he's not. He knows he's not. So maybe use that as a little bit of motivation. And I'm not saying they need to listen to all that. They they probably don't. They don't hear all that nonsense. But I want them to find something to fuel that fire, to get that 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 fire going. And I, I don't know what it could be, but I think that we could you know, easily find some things. And the well, team, I think I think the they, fire they could, they could do they could do some things. Uh, internally, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure. I'm sure Doug's gonna have. He, he's he's an experienced coach. He's been in this league thirty plus years as a player and a coach. The so fire, he's seen it all. The fire has to be be lit that you don't have the hold on the AFC South like you thought it was. You got teams like Houston that are breathing down your neck right now, and you're gonna play them for the second time uh, in two weeks. And they got a lot of momentum going right now. So I think the the fire that needs to be had is that if this is our division that we're gonna have, I mean, I you know, I, I hate that they lost uh against the 49ers on on Sunday, but I would rather drop a game against the Niners than a game against an AFC opponent. And even doubling down on that, I would hate to lose a game against the AFC South opponent. So mm-hmm. you got a couple of games right now between the Titans coming up here, this this home game. Uh, and then you got the Texans against or Texans at uh and their in their place in in two weeks where you can really go out and just you know really dismantle and try to really show your dominance on these teams. 
Um, you know, especially since we're looking to be the top dogs, you know, in the AFC South. Like one of those things that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't just winning the AFC South, but now we're playing for seeding. So if y'all are really thinking about playing for seeding, I know they're saying that like, oh, we're we're not looking ahead of games or anything else like that, but realistically, they are looking ahead at games. They know who's coming in here on uh Sunday and they know who got the who the, who they got after in two weeks. These next two weeks are going to be so pivotal for the Jags that could like literally make or break our season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely can. Well, you know what doesn't help is losing Zay Jones, who could have been a good piece coming back. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts, not to get too into the weeds on the details, but is he back or what? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's out of, you know, jail and they, you know, he's got another court date. Um, but he was at practice. I think, um, uh, Demetrius um, showed that he was at practice indeed. Okay, good. Like that, and he was at practice indeed. Today. My, I think that's the tweet that I'm reading. My only thing that I hate about this, besides the situation, you know, domestic, you know, it's just uh, don't even want to really comment on it. Um, whatever, whatever. If there was a police report, I know his sister's been really sticking up for him on social media as she should be. Yeah. Um, but here's what I hate about it the most: Oh, Goodell up there in New York. They could drop that. That girl could drop the charges. They can make this whole thing could go away. Like, oh, you know, it's just a mistake. He, you know, he didn't swing on her, you know, with anything. Apparently, it was over a necklace and some scratches or whatever. But hey, that's for the law to figure out, not for us to even try to say yay or nay. But Goodell up there in New York still will suspend him if he feels like it, just off of whatever he's feeling. Like it, the player can be found not guilty or the charges can be dropped and he can still suspend them. And they're very, he's very a uh, stickler, especially for domestic situations. Um, and I don't like that because it's like, Hey, turns out they've made amends. It wasn't that serious. You know, it was a misdemeanor. We investigated it. Here's our full report. Boom. You're suspended. Why? Because I just, I'm going to suspend you. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair at all. So, and I'm not saying he's going to get suspended, but I'm just, if you look at the league's track record when it's come to domestic situations, for players that are in the public limelight, because he doesn't give, Goodell doesn't give a crap about the ones that don't, that aren't in public. He only really cares about the ones that the news can pick up on and make the league look bad. And that's a fact. Um, that's what I don't like is now you've got their attention up there and they're, you know, you know, he and he could do it at any time. At a time, hey, I'm ready to come back. No, you're not. You're suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the gavel down on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and it's it's true. Hey, I mean, think about it. Freaking um, Pac-Man Jones got suspended one time for throwing money up at a strip club, and the I mean, strip wait, club got so, shut up. Wait, so and, time out, time out. And, and, and he didn't do anything, and Goodell still out. suspended him. Time out, yo, hey. <laughs> The your misery stick is Pac-Man Jones. You could have picked anybody else, but you go with Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, do that. Hey, what are I you did. thinking right now? You're hey. you're you could have gone anywhere else, but you go Pac-Man Jones. I said that because I knew that you would get a, you, you would get this reaction. Oh right my yeah. god, you no what? <laughs> yeah. You you went to the ultimate button pusher of the NFL. <laughs> what? You went Pac-Man, bro. I was expecting for you to say like 
I don't know who I was. I, I don't know. No, was, there's, 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 maybe... there's unfortunately, unfortunately, there's so many examples. Pac-Man isn't the best example. You went Pac-Man. I, I literally, I literally said it because I knew he, I knew he was gonna go. go oh my god! It. <laughs> um, you could have went. I mean, dude, there was so many other. There was so much more other low hanging fruit that you you could have went. I I mean, bro, I'm just dumbfounded that you went Pac-Man Jones. No, no, the, and I'm trying to think of a of, a, of an example where, um. Unfortunately, I can't. I should have prepped and, and found one or two with this similar situation. I just bottom line is I don't like the power that Goodell has that he could still suspend players and take and they could take the league could take action it, just because he, you know, quote unquote, feels like it. It just does not sit well with me. You know, this situation will get worked out or whatever. Uh, hopefully, you know, everybody's okay. And that's just, you know, uh, uh, ends up being a, a peaceful situation, but I just don't like that, that now the league has some say so and could, could mess with us just because of that. Yeah. Well, my biggest thing that I have the issue with is that that was the Jersey I bought before the season. So that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did jinx him because it's the first jersey I bought in probably like 15, 20 years. No joke. And he's been hurt and now this and, you know, whatever else maybe I'm not even thinking of. So uh, so that's unfortunate. I, but I mean, you, you didn't necessarily jinx him because you have the same last name. Yeah. Well, that was the plan is to kind of like not be a loser by putting my last name on it, but secretly still doing it. And it's an actual player's name, you know, but I'm going to take duct tape and turn it into a Tim Jones jersey. So hey, hey, big, big Tim Jones fan here. Big Tim Jones fan. He was the only receiver that caught a pass last Sunday. No, they they caught a Kirk had six for over a hundred. I I was being facetious, obviously, but I like Tim Jones a lot. Okay. I can't tell, man. I think I threw you off with like your your facial here on the dude, video the here back, with the dude, Pac-Man went thing. Pac- the Pac-Man Jones, man. My mind is just blown. Like you just went Pac-Man Jones, man. Like I, I you know, it's just one of those situations where you're just speechless. And I'm just thinking of other players that you could have said, and I don't want to call anybody out because I don't know who listens to this podcast or anything else like that. But the, for you to throw Adam Pac-Man Jones. As your example, man, that, you know, that's, that's, hey, no fun league, NFL. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on uh, Fanatics right now looking at the different jersey choices to maybe get a new one. And they're selling RJ Soward with the new jersey they're style not, and everything. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, they are. No, yes, they are. Yes. First of all, you can't say that. I do not believe him that he's Put that it. they're selling an RJ Soward jersey. I don't see an RJ Soward. Man, he lying. Don't let he, him lie. he is lying. He is lying. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, man. It's probably some. What is that? What is <laughs> that's that? Not what I, what that's is not that? the thing. Hold on. Yeah, wait, I wait. bet. It says ADHD shouldn't be this hard. Like, <laughs> go ahead and put your go ahead and that's, put your credit card information in there if you want to. And buy that RJ Sauer jersey from that. What that is this? That was a fishing scheme. No, no it's not. One. Dude, what is this? This is, not, this is a screenshot. It's not a real link. 
to this. Go. I don't have a link to it. Hold on I, a second. Yeah. D- d- no. Don't. Don't. It's. It's the. It's the. Go to the Jaguars jerseys and then go to page three. I'm telling you, it's the second jersey up there. Bynum In fact, out, they have it. Main Street. They have the uh, men's version and the women's version. Fanatics Authentics at Norwood Flea Market. That's where you buy. <laughs> 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 no, for real. If you go on there, and they have other old players I bet. too I bet. with the new style, Gerard and Lifewitch. They some got reason. it. Everyone, dude, you can go ahead and get you a. You can go ahead and get you a Pete Mitchell jersey while you're at it, or you know, um, Aaron Beasley in the news in the new style. All the Jaguars. Really they got a RJ Sauer. T- oh my. Yeah, goodness, man! I was being for real. That's a weird pickup, too. I don't know who would buy that. Uh, I would rather have a Justin Blackman over uh, RJ. Yeah, Sauer. that's what I'm saying. They don't have that one, unfortunately, that's but they have RJ Sauer. That they had an RJ Sauer jersey number 81 in the new. Who was so? You know, maybe <laughs> that's a better com- comparison to what you were just talking about. Instead of Pac-Man Jones, RJ Sauer or uh, Justin Blackman, right? Maybe those were a little bit more low-key. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, I really said that when I, I was thinking of an example, I said, I'm going to say Pac-Man because I know he's going to get fired up. And that that's just going to give me a laugh for the night. Um, it's definitely but, one of the coolest names ever. Yeah, for sure. no, it's, yeah, man, it's crazy. But no, it. We need Zay Jones back more than people realize. I I don't think people understand his importance, what he's become, as far as just the Trevor's kind of safety net. Because I feel like the with the three of them on the field at the same time, we definitely have one of the better receiving cores in the league. And I think I don't think they've gotten a chance to really stretch their legs as a core because he's been out uh, with the knee, and then now he's got the the, the personal stuff, but. Uh, he he's very important to to the team, and he can do some really good things. I think if him and Trevor can get going, that'll ease up some of the shadowing, the the over under and doubles that Ridley have been has been getting, and really can open up this offense. Um, and, and we just you know they're just gonna have to play better up front too. You know Tennessee's really gonna come in and try to you know set the tone early follow the so-called game plan of taking away the first read. Um, and then, you know, going from there to making sure that we, you know, the, the Jags are flustered or whatever. Um, you know, ETN will definitely have to be more involved. Um, tank man, got nothing against you. Don't, don't know you. You're in the league. So you're a heck of a player, but something's up, man. You got to get that fixed. You got to get those hands fixed. I mean, man. we don't have to be we don't have to be p- political about this. Like, I mean, I'm trying to be political. I don't want to say you don't have to be political about it. You don't have to be p- political about this. But every everyone knows that when Tank Bigsby number four gets on the field and he gets the ball, everyone kind of just <laughs> under just 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 expects stuff, something's some going to happen. About to go down. Yeah, if, you go, about if you to go down. if you get a five yard game, we're, five yard game, we're all we're all just relieving sigh. Where it's a sign relief right now. So I mean, let's just not let's just keep it a buck. Just keep it a buck right now, that man. That we're just you're scared when hey, number four comes in. Trying to be politically correct. Yo, but, don't uh, you don't have to be PC. We just like literally, yeah. it's, we're all a bunch of fans. We're all watching the game right now. Where everyone is scared when number four comes in and gets the ball. We're all scared, 
And I would much rather have number 25 getting the ball versus number four getting the ball just because of the consistency that he showed as far as the ball, ball handling skill goes. That's just what it is. Like, I don't know the guy. I don't know Tank Bixby or anything else like that. I'm, again, I'm just going off to play on the field. When number four gets the ball, I am terrified. Look, I think the, the correct word is uh, panic or phrases, panic stricken. Okay, uh, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever with any of them. And that's a PC <laughs> word that we need to discuss and we need to describe it. When number four gets in the in the game, I'm just like, here we go. I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one that thinks that. No. Again, no, I don't know. I don't. I, again, this is nothing against Tank Bigsby as the person, but Tank Bigsby as the football player. Bro, you got to tighten that crap up. You, know, you gotta tighten it up, man. Catch some, catch you some wiffle balls, it up, bro. This some is, tennis this balls, is coming, or this is, this is this is starting all the way into Indianapolis. He caught a ball, and then Quiddy Pay or whoever that was that just came in and just knocked the ball out of his hand, and he just welcome to the NFL moment. And then you would think that he would learn from the NFL. Welcome to the NFL moment. And now it's just, dude, he's had fumbles when he thought he was down. You know, catching the ball, it ends up being an interception. I mean, right now, he's the right person at a bad place <laughs> or a bad person at a right place or whatever you want to describe it as right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. number four is not conducive to the, the, the NF, to, to our offense right now. He's not. Like, literally, he's not. And I, I hate to say it, but you just got to put it this way. ETN went this way. A couple years ago, before he got hurt, ETN, he fumbled a couple times, had a couple turnovers, things like that. When he got in, we thought, like, oh, man, ETN's in right now. This is what's going to happen. Now, number four comes in, and I'm going to refer to him as number four. I'm not going to try to, you know, sa- you know, savage his name or anything else like that. But four comes in, and we all look at this way like, oh, here we go. Everyone says that. Like, we all say it, that when he comes into the game, he gets the ball, we're just waiting for something bad to happen. And that's not what we want out of our second or out of out of our our second string running back, right? No. Yeah. Well, I was pulling up. I just sent this to you guys in the group text, but just out of curiosity, if there was any talk about fumbling and turnovers uh, prior to him being drafted. And I saw a couple different ones. I saw this one. It said, keep an eye out for fumbles as he often carries the ball loose. So evidently, I don't know, maybe this is something that's been a thing that they thought they could fix once he uh, you know, came to the NFL, but uh, evidently they have not fixed it. So uh, I'm not sure what you do about that, but it's definitely a bummer. And he was actually the second choice of mine to pit, to buy as a jersey. So I, uh, you know, sort of uh, just put that uh, on him, I guess, as well. But um, any other uh, thoughts heading into the Titans game Sunday? Um. Obviously, just win. We'd love to see some um, the defense play with uh, more intensity, especially with Arden Key. You know, kind of you know throwing shots. You know, shut that up. They got a rookie quarterback. You know, Will Levitz, um back there. Don't you know underestimate him because he's a rookie. You know, really get after him. And and I would just love to see the offensive line maul somebody. Let's run for two hundred yards and just get after it. Just maul some people, do what we got to do, and just go out and win the game. That's all. No predictions. No, no. We're the first couple. Of, no, just just go out there and, and play ball. 
Have fun while you're doing it. Play ball and go win the game. Um, for me, I think that last week was a measuring stick game. You know, obviously against the Niners. I think this week is a domination game. Like, I think that this is a game right now where you come in and you really assess that this year, you know, you can look next year and two, three years and everything else like that, you know, with the AFC South and everything else like this. But, you know, I'm over the Jags uh, winning against the uh, a lower tier opponent. I would like for the Jags to come out and actually dominate an opponent. And I think that there, this is the best time for us to come out and actually destroy an absolute, you know, a rival, you know, go out. You got a rookie quarterback right now in, in, in Will Levis. I want us to go out and actually be able to, you know, assess dominance of the AFC South. And I really want us to be able to, you know, kind of put a cap on, um, you know, what we got going on with the Titans right now. I think that the, we, we play them right now. And then the next game, hopefully in the mid or at the beginning of, uh, January of next year is one of those games where we can kind of pack in because we're already on our way to seeding in the, in the playoffs, you know, those things like that. But I think <clears throat> as everyone's saying that they are, you know, on to Tennessee and everything looks like, let, like, let's really be on to Tennessee. Let's really, you know, go out here and create push at the offensive line. Let's really go ahead and go back to the Jaguars football that's been over the last couple of weeks or the last year in creating turnovers. Uh, I think that if we can get, um, you know, the pedal to the metal on the offense and just continue to keep it on right now, like don't let off. Let's give me a, give me a 42, give me a 42 nothing. Give me a shutout. Give me a 35 nothing, 28 nothing, 21 nothing, you know, something like that. You know, where it is just a, an absolute beatdown, an absolute demolishing of an opponent and, you know, get right for Tennessee and get right for the next couple of games that you got coming on because you got some big name opponents. You know what I mean? Like literally, you know, can, can we, can we literally just be able to go through here? Let's put together, let's put away the issues as far as, you know, Doug, you know, being the play calling. We can't control that. Like we don't know who's the play caller. Is Doug going to be the play caller? Is Press going to be the play caller? Execute. Like, is Trevor, his knee, is he limited to it? Doesn't matter. Let's execute. You know, defense, come on. Execute. You know, uh, like th- those things right there, man. It's not panic time yet, you know, for us. But the all the things that we're asking about, let's just go ahead and just put, you know, film and and, and put everything to rest. And let's go. Sure. No, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to the game Sunday. Uh, another home game. Definitely uh, excited about that. Hopefully the weather uh, will be just as good as this past games. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it wasn't too cold or obviously not too hot. So that was nice. And uh, before we leave, quick shout out uh, and uh, kudos to our first ever sponsor, uh, Brewers Pizza, for all their success over the years. And yeah, it uh, looks like they're actually uh about to close down here so uh, i think that was a fixture of uh orange park and and, and whatnot in, in that area lots of people bummed out you know bummed to see that they're uh closing up shop but um definitely appreciate them in the beginning because they were for sort of our first sponsor and uh, i could still i think verbatim uh say the uh little like uh uh you know kind of catchphrase or whatnot that we used to say at the beginning um i uh, know shout out to bruder Brewers. <laughs> shout out to brewers pizza as well for 
you know, being the first sponsor as well. Um, but I think that we've had a, a couple of Twitter questions as well that have been directed to us, um, you know, for this, uh, you know, for this at least. See if we can try to discuss this as a group. But at Nachi719 asks, is it panic time for the Jaguars? No, no, it's definitely not panic time. Still got a long season to go. We still have a, a lot of games left to be played. I think what they need to do is this this is this is more like identification time. Let's identify some things and make some make some changes. I feel like we came out of the bye with the same type of yeah, we've done this, so we're gonna we're gonna keep on doing this and hey, it doesn't work anymore. So now let's see if they have identified it and they make some changes. Definitely not panic not panic time. Well, also, I think uh, we had even said a couple weeks ago the fear of peaking too early, right? So uh, it's probably not a bad thing that they're going to maybe lose a couple games here or there rather than going on a, a big win streak early in the season because the teams that do that end up, uh, you know, kind of losing steam towards the end or in the beginning of the playoffs. So um, I think it's, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely just you know, peaking and and all that. I, I feel like it's just, it, it's one of those things where you, you have to keep reinventing yourself in the NFL because these D coordinators and these players are so smart and they understand, you know, how to break you apart in the film room and then go execute out on the field. So we need to return the favor. It's time for us to return the favor. We're not a one trick pony. Go return the favor and show them what you're made of. Other uh, Twitter questions we have there. I didn't realize we were so popular. We got questions. Oh no, that was just one of the uh, the ones that we had. But then we also had um, a longtime listener. Um, let me give me one second. Let me pull up his name. I know it was Kevin. Kevin Brown. Kevin did uh, go ahead and confirm that Burger King was in fact invented in Jacksonville. Uh, so Derek doubted me. <laughs> doubted me. So what is Ke Kevin's the arbiter of the you know the truth about Burger King and Jacksonville apparently. I mean, I mean he, he was able to he was able to come through with a couple of uh you know factual pieces of information you know for us uh, via um, Wikipedia it looks like. oh wow so Dang. so at US Browns um he you know he was able to send us some information from businessinsiders.com um you know that showed that ever since the first install. Uh, Burger King opened its doors in Jacksonville, Florida in 1953. So again, Derek was the third person in line, um, you know, there to get a Whopper with fries. You know what? So, you know what? Stop I think playing it was second. With me. It was second. <laughs> Stop. Stop playing with me, man. You, you, oh, man. This guy. The funny thing about that joke is Derek's not even old. He's like not even that much he's older not, than he's, us. He's literally like five years older than I, you know, for the record. Yes, he is. He he's a five years old. But it's just one of those things where I've been able to kind of just literally poke at Derek and, and, and prod at Derek for him being, you know, tell another Pac-Man story older, next week. Older bruh. And yeah, no, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna tell you about how he was, you know, letting that fire off and and gateway and and <laughs> Oh look, no! You, you're not saying look, anything about look, it. Look, man, um, I'm I'm uh, I, I am 
yes, I'm not as young as you two, but I am not that. I am not that old. I was not around when the Burger King opened up. Okay, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, and all and and all jokes. I I say it uh, in in complete respect. You are uh, you have been around to see more things than us. So we always have to cross reference you as the the Jacksonville Wikipedia. That's true. Oh man. But that just goes back to the, the generational fan, you know, like it's just it's time for that new wave to step in and um you know show our support for the growing city and um you know one day we'll be replaced. Uh you know and, and hopefully that generation behind us will will take over and, and continue get the city con- continue to grow and and prosper. But no man, I am um I told you I was right, dang it, Burger King with this started in Jackson. That's just all there is to it. So we'll here we go. Here we <laughs> go. Here he goes. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad that we clarified that over three episodes. <laughs> That's good. And that Kevin used Wikipedia as his source, which of course well, is no, it was uh, business insiders. It was it was business insiders, is what he said. Businessinsiders.com. Businessinsiders.com is what he cited. Um, of course, that's true. We're going to fact check it and I'll find a way to make sure we get something to Kevin uh, because he was the first person to uh, respond to us via Twitter uh, to fact check. So we'll find something to get Kevin your way. I appreciate you listening. He's one of the loyal listeners as well to the uh, you know podcast. So we appreciate that. For sure. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. We just got a recent five-star review, which is really awesome. Really appreciate that. So if you just have a second to jump on there and uh, you know put five stars or even just write some some kind words or something you like about the podcast, that'd be great. If you don't like the podcast, just don't do anything. That's all. That's easy enough, right? Um, and uh, we're also on Spotify and affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So we appreciate you for listening and talk to you next time.